This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wow. Uh, I would say there was some big news uh, today coming out. Yeah. It was a big show. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. Joseph Robinette Biden. Mm-hmm. Files. Junior. Junior. Not. I mean, that's him, right? Still, that 80-year-old guy is a junior. <laughs> <laughs> the, the junior thing does not work yeah. as you get older. Come here, junior. No. <laughs> uh, so uh, he's he's uh, declared he's running again. Question is why, Stu? Why? I mean, I think there's an argument that he's trying to clear the field, does not want a Gavin Newsom or somebody else to to uh, announce their run. He right. wants to say, nope, uh, this is me. I want this job. Everyone's saying I might not run. I'm running. Wow, that's a bad decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all the way around, especially for Democrats. Um but uh, what do you think of the idea that possibly, you know, they always do what they claim the other side is doing. So what about, you know, kind of just an advanced volley of you're only you're only having these hearings because I'm, you know, running for president in 2024. Uh, there's something there, I think, as well. I think that's possible. What about the possibility mm-hmm. That he filled it out, but has absolutely no recollection of filling it out. Yes, it does seem like he maybe filled it out in reverse order, with Harris being the president. Which is weird. So, which is really is a weird. little weird. I think he really filled it out. He's like, I'm typing my name, uh, President Harris, and Biden vice president. Uh, all this and so much more on today's podcast, brought to you in part by Goldline. Here's something amazing. Tons of Americans still don't know that it is possible to use your retirement account to acquire precious metals. You can, you can be saving up for retirement and building a protective wall against inflation and other forms of economic insanity. <laughs> what are the odds that that would happen? It's a really big deal. You know, if you've been listening to me for a long time and you've noticed a trend that sometimes I call the direction correctly you might want to think about that when i say you know uh economic collapse gold line call them now do your own homework it might not be right for you it is for me and my family gold line at 866 gold line or goldline.com 866 gold line hey make sure you tell them that you were listening to my podcast give them the code myb that's mind your business they'll give you the mind your business silver bars just as a thank you for calling in so visit the website goldline.com or call 866 goldline here it is you're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right, so we're talking about semi-fascists, which I don't even know what a semi-fascist is. Is mm. that somebody who's like, I like public partner, uh, public-private partnerships, but I just don't want it with the 
you know, the public public, you know? I don't think that's what it is. No, it's not? I think basically the semi is to act as if he didn't mean full fascist. Oh, Which okay. is what he actually so just meant. acting. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Joe Biden saying such a good Republicans are fascists. Right. Because I guess they disagreed with him, which is interesting. It's a fascinating philosophy. And, and I'm, I'm a little, a little confused because every time we get into a policy argument with people on the left, they don't call us fascists. They call us Wild West libertarians that want no restrictions on anything. Oh, that's right. And we just that's want right. a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. We, we're social mm-hmm. Darwinists. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just everybody that we want these big companies to be able to take advantage, blah, 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 blah. So when we're talking about healthcare, we're like, oh, well, people should be able to go in the free market and choose whichever healthcare they want. Oh, you're just, you want the Wild West. So... <laughs> When you're talking about your philosophy, Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. Yes, my philosophy. Can you describe it a little bit? What's your idea of the, what's your conservative utopia? Well, I'd, I'd, I mean, it's quite long. Um, give me a couple of seconds. Give me a basic idea. Limited government, right? Declaration of Independence Constitution. Okay. There yeah, there you go. Yeah. A, a government That's that it. doesn't do very many things, as Correct. you describe in those it, documents. It, no, it, yeah. It's what our country is supposed to be mm-hmm. according to the rules. And maybe you'd summarize that as an experiment in self-governance, right? I would. As I the would. Founders yeah, des- I would it. say, hey, is there a chance that maybe people can govern themselves mm-hmm. without an oppressive government? There you go. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. now let's hear what fascism is. This is okay. the uh, right. textbook uh, mm-hmm. definition. Political ideologies, their origins, and impact. Second edition. Mussolini. You may know him. Kind of a famous figure. Love he created a totalitarian state. Wait a minute. Indeed, he was. It was he who coined the word. <laughs> so huh. I'm kind of. You'd think of that as almost like a, an insult. He actually did it really? intentionally. Ha. Huh. Okay. He was not content with political power alone. He believed that the government and ultimately the government's leader should completely control every aspect of human existence. Consequently, like Stalin, Hitler, and Mao. Which is weird that they pair those together. Communists and fascists. Interesting. Consequently, like Stalin, Hitler, and Mao, he tried to build up the state's power, build up the state's power, extending it into the most private aspects of the citizens' lives. More from political ideologies, their origins and impacts. Quote, the state controlled and regulated almost every conceivable social, economic, and political activity of its citizens. Through this mechanism, almost every aspect of daily existence was controlled. Jobs. Hmm. Hmm. Wages. Are we the ones that are arguing for wage controls? I'm sorry. Uh, Fringe benefits. Are we the ones constantly telling every business what they must do with fringe benefits? Is that us? I I don't think so. Housing. Huh. Are we the ones constantly monitoring every little bit? Are we the ones saying you have to change all of your insulation? We have to redo every single building in America? Yeah, but that's, that's for the something. common good. Mm. Retail goods, recreation, entertainment. Are we the people saying that we need to kick everybody off of every platform every time they make a joke you don't like? Are we controlling that? No, that's not us. Uh, education. Are we the ones? Are, is that us? Are we the ones saying that you need to teach everybody about critical race theory and all these things that are not related to actual sure education? sure it's not okay. us. Um, they were all part of this elaborate organization. Now, since we mentioned critical race theory, let's mm-hmm. think about that for a moment. It's critical. critical. It's critical. It's critical. It's critical race it's theory. Racist. What about the idea that men are men 
And women are women, a basic thing that we've all understood for thousands of years. Well, that's science. That's that that was science at one point. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that because fascists had a particular approach to this exact type of thing. Shut Something up. that we all understood as real hardcore science, they tended to take a different approach. May I describe it? Yes, from, from please. the textbook yes, here. Yeah. You tell me which side this sounds like these days. Okay. okay. All right. Fascism rejects objective science and reason. Objective truth is either a hoax or unimportant because the really important truths defy rational understanding. Those who believe in reason, therefore, are deluding themselves and grasping at a false reality. What is a woman, Glenn? We don't know. Well, I don't know. know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have no idea how to define it. You know, health care. It doesn't matter. Health care. Usually helping yeah. heal people, right? Sure. Uh, but abortion is health care, right? Sure. Every white person is a racist. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting because you're assigning a negative characteristic to a race. That's not racism. But every white person is automatically a racist. It has no way to get out of that. They're all always a racist, always will be a racist. Drag queen shows, great for kids. Fantastic for kids. Words are violence. Not violence. Violence isn't violence. Words are violence. The Constitution, not a document set up a long time ago to give foundational truths to give, give the country a, a, a path to go. The Constitution's alive. It's constantly changing in front of our eyes. <laughs> the president, looking at that constitution, has found a way to spend a trillion dollars without even asking Congress. Which side does that sound like? Let me con- continue a bit. This is, again, from political ideologies, their origins and impacts. Mussolini begged his audiences to have faith in the Italian myths. Quote, we have created our myth. The myth is a faith. It is passion. It is not necessary that it be a reality. It is reality by the fact that it is a goal, a hope, a faith. Though it could not be scientifically or objectively proved, it was true simply because it existed and served a purpose. Huh. <laughs> this, this is like the democratic platform I'm reading from. How about this? Truth is a subjective quality. Oh my gosh. Available only, Glenn, to a few gifted people whose will or spirit or personality is greater than that of the masses. Oh my gosh. Though these are quotes these are from quotes him. From, this, is, this is quotes from the book describing right, his philosophy, right. this particular one. All right. Those with superior will perceive a higher truth than others. You might think men and men are women and women, but those with a superior will and understanding see it differently. They instinctively realize the right. See, it's not about the truth. They, it's their instincts that bring the truth, not what actually is wow. true. They instinctively realize the right, and those who are not so gifted, that's you, everybody, should listen to them, having faith in their leaders' intuitions and following their orders all right okay so i think you've made some <laughs> you know point somewhere i don't right, know it's hard to detect but let me ask mm-hmm. you let me ask you we're talking about the leaders we're talking about the leaders right mm-hmm. you know who's leading this you were just mussolini mussolini okay mm-hmm. all right so let's ask about the leaders 
Uh, let's talk about Donald Trump. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he's the fascist. Right. Do you remember when he, uh, through just an executive order, nullified a trillion dollars in contracted student loans? <laughs> and he did it right before the 2020 election? You remember that? No. I, good God. No, well, you remember when he added all those IRS agents. You know, at a time when we were really separated, he was like, we're going to be looking into everybody's uh, because we got, you know, we got like 90,000 IRS agents. I do not remember that. You at don't all. remember no. that. No. Uh-huh. OK, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How about when he was investigating using the IRS and investigating his political foes? Do you remember that? No, 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 don't. I don't. I have, I'm trying I, to remember who that was. OK, OK, OK. Mm-hmm. How about when he used the the power of the executive office and was listening in to phone calls and spying on reporters? You remember how much he hated those reporters when he did that? I do remember him hating reporters, but yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> OK. All right. But we do remember mm-hmm. You know, him using the national security apparatus, uh, you know, of the government to enhance his own election in 2020. We remember when he was promising the Russians because he was colluding with the Russians. We remember when he Mm. leaned over to Medvedev and said, hey, just I need a little room, little little time until the next election. Remember that? No. Yeah. Mm -mm. You you don't remember that? Well, I remember that. I just don't remember Donald Trump doing it. I'm pretty sure it was him. Pretty sure. Okay, how about using when he used the Republican National Committee firewalls to transfer money to private lobbyists and law firms to find dirt on, you know, on Hillary Clinton Hmm. and then turn it all over to the FBI, which he's in bed with to launch a let's call it a, a mix fire storm investigation. You know, <laughs> oh, you remember I that? Don't, I don't. And he was and it was all centered around an ex-spy that the FBI paid, even though they said they weren't working with him anymore because he was incredible. Remember mm. that? Mm-hmm. And then then and then Donald Trump in his FBI, he had those agents talking about how they have to stop Joe Biden from winning the election. You remember that? Mm. And then when they burst into the homes of the New York Times reporters and then marched them outside in their underwear for the possible crime of, uh, you know, stealing the draft of the Supreme Court, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or was it a no, I seem to remember it was a diary of somebody. I think it was. I think it was the Trump daughter that you never hear from. Tiffany? She had that she had that diary, remember? And then the FBI no. came breaking in or or the investigation in the uh, suspected illegal lobbying of Joe and Hunter Biden. Uh, I remember remember when he was doing that. And then the Department of Justice is like, hey, we're going to keep this on the down low. You know, I have a bad um, memory. I think you, you I really think do something. Faulty. OK, how about the how about when the attorney general refused a co- congressional subpoena? Or just refuse to honor subpoenas and withhold the requested documents from Congress. You remember that. Or when they when when Donald Trump raided Hillary Clinton's house. Do you remember that? that for those one stolen I would, documents? I feel like I would have remembered that one. One of these people is more of a fascist than the others. Trying to figure out which one it is. Again. 
Unreal. It is so clear to see. How is it people aren't seeing it? I never truly understood those with eyes will see, those with ears will hear. I never understood that. I thought, well, you're going to be able to see it in black and white. You'll be able to, you'll watch it. What do you mean? We're here. We're here. You refuse to see the truth for some reason. And it's an objective truth. Provable. And yet nobody seems to see it. Is that, is that just me? Is that just you? Are there Democrats that actually do see this stuff? This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. So I want you to write this down because you're going to have a hard time finding it if you're Googling. It uh, took me a while to find it is Axe529.com. Axe529.com. This is a, it's called the Axe529 statement. And it is vitally important that your church, your pastor, your rabbi sign this document. And here's what it is. The Axe529 statement. The First Amendment to the United States Constitution states, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free speech or free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peacefully assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. During the COVID-19 pandemic, representatives who were elected to secure our God-given rights clearly transgressed their lawful authority in executive action that prohibited public meetings or mandated the wearing of masks and social distancing. God's word directs us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Hebrews 10.25. This verse is a divine injunction. We must obey God rather than the arbitrary decrees of men. As a national coalition of pastors and churches, we reject any presidential or gubernatorial decree requiring us to, dis- uh, to disobey the word of God. We will resist any attempt by a federal, state, or local official to restrict or prohibit the free exercise of our religion or place restrictions thereon. The end of all the civil government being uh, the end of all civil government being the good of society. We affirm our submission to lawful civil authority as instituted by God himself. But when rulers exceed the scope of their constitutional and God given authority, they act contrary to their office and the public good and affect the ruin and misery of society. We Uh, We do not need the permission of civil authorities to obey what God has commanded, nor does the church need the approval of civil authorities to serve and worship our God in the way he has prescribed. The Greek word translated church is ecclesia, which means the assembly. Our identity as the church of Jesus Christ means that we are by nature an assembly. We assemble 
to hear the word preached, partake of the sacraments, and fellowship with one another. The apostles' teachings are unambiguous in this regard. Civil magistrates have no authority to dictate what churches may or may not do. The Constitution of the United States is the highest law in our land. In 1803, in Marbury versus Madison, the Supreme Court ruled any law repugnant to the Constitution is null and void. We are on solid constitutional footing in our refusal to comply with restrictions on public worship. Again, the First Amendment states Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Any law, order, or mandate that infringes our God-given right to worship according to conscience violates the First Amendment and is unlawful. We, the undersign, hereby affirm the preceding statements. You can sign this. If you're a pastor, priest, rabbi, you can also sign this. Uh, And if you're just a congregant, you should send it to your pastor, your priest, or your rabbi. It is time that we take a stand. It is time that we do things the right way and peacefully draw the line in the sand. You can arrest us if you want, but I know who I serve. I will not violate the conditions of my first citizenship to meet the demands of my second citizenship. I am first a member of a kingdom, a kingdom of God, and he is my only king. He is my only ruler. I have agreed to live under the laws of the Constitution and to protect and support that Constitution. That's what I have to do to really secure my citizenship in the United States of America. Support the Constitution and defend it if called upon. But when you go extra constitutional, when you're asking me to do things that you constitutionally don't even have the authority, but instead the Constitution bars you from doing that specific thing, I will not violate. You can't ask me to because you're in violation. You're in violation of your second citizenship. I'm holding true to it. And it is all of our responsibility to stand up. This is the first thing that I have seen on COVID that is an act that all of us can take. And it is drawing a line in the sand at our churches. You will not violate our churches. You will not tell us what we can and cannot do in our churches. This is not just about COVID. This is also about what I can read, what my church can say from the pulpit. Because if you think they're going to stay out of the church, the church, what they are building right now, the left is building a church. This is a theocracy that they're building. It looks a lot like fascism, 
But fascism always has some sort of religion attached to it. Something that you are to believe that can't be proved that you are to believe. We're going to reimagine the police force. How? Where? When? What does that look like? Any test results from that? When do we reevaluate if that's working or not? You're asked to just sit down, shut up, and believe. And if you have any questions, that's the dark side that is giving you those questions. Don't ask those questions. Don't even think about those questions. That is an old-style church. I mean, when I say old, I mean dark ages-style church. We need to start standing together. So go to acts529.com. That's acts529.com. You can send it to your pastor easily. You can sign the statement. You can share it. And you could email officials. Uh, January 1st, 2023, they are going to be uh, emailing all of the officials, local, state, and federal jurisdictions to inform them that these churches are standing. Well, that's going to put me on a list. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's also another list called the Book of Life. Yeah, that one's going to be checked, too. I wonder what you're doing or failing to do, I wonder if that helps your name on the book of life. Because in my book, that's the only one that matters. It's time for our pastors to find their strength and to find their purpose. You know, we're all being tested. And I've always looked at this as a good thing. We're being tested right now on Can you actually do what you were sent here to do? Can you actually be the person that you were born to be? Not the person, I don't know. I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to be one of those people. Because I don't. I don't want to do any of this. I really don't. Talked to Rob Schneider the other day. Feels exactly the same way. He's like, I got money. I could just go away. I just go away, live happy life, just unplug and be fine. By the time they get to me, it'll be long time down the road, probably be dead. Wouldn't mind it. I was born and so were you for this time. And all that requires is us not to go over the cliff with the rest of society. And that just means you have to stand up and draw a line in the sand and say, no, I'm, I'm not going there. Because this is how crazy it's gotten. Here in a very small town in Texas, Roanoke, over the weekend, there was a, a trans, a family-friendly trans show. It wasn't family-friendly. It wasn't. Now, you want to take your kids to that? Fine. Uh, I don't get it, but okay, fine. You, you want to have your kids put money, give money to them for their dancing? Okay, I don't know exactly what you're teaching your kids. Well, actually, I do, but you apparently don't. Or if you do, what the hell is wrong with you? 
you know, uh, Biden's going to give this big gun speech this week. He's bound and determined to take AR-15s uh, off of the uh, off the market. OK, OK, well. Not in my town, not in my town, because my town gets the Constitution. Uh, but all right, that's what you want to do. Mm. I'd have to call you somebody uh, like a dictator, because that's what dictators would do. Change the Constitution. Change the Constitution. You want to do that. You believe you have, you're in the majority. Go ahead. Change the Constitution. It allows you to do that. Just amend it. Uh, By the way, the Second Amendment no longer applies. Go for it. A dictator just goes around that. We had people that were Antifa dressed all in black with the black masks and everything else that were actually using ARs from the roof of a garage. They were taking sniper positions in this little town over the weekend. Did anybody on the left say anything about that? Do they have a problem? How about this one? If you're thinking, I don't, I don't want to be one of those people. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sign that. I'm not going to. Uh, Send it to my pastor to sign. The Satanic Temple is scheduled to host an event in September at a Pennsylvania high school auditorium. According to the TST's flyer, that's the Satanic Temple's flyer, the back-to-school fundraiser is a family-friendly night filled with arts and crafts, science experiments, live demos, refreshments, and fun for all ages. Northern York County School District previously voted 8-1 to one to reject a resident's request to form the TST-sponsored after-school Satan's Club. But they had to let them have a little party, you know, there to have a fundraiser. Hmm. Do they? If you don't think... That we are fighting evil, unlike anything you've ever seen before in your life, then you you don't get you don't get it. That we're not fighting. We really are not fighting. Boy, this this rings so true to me now. We don't fight flesh and bone. We are fighting principalities, princes of the air. We are fighting evil evil we are tell me what line can be crossed after man boy love minor attracted adults after we after we mainstream pedophilia what 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 is the next line gang what is it because i don't see one after that one If that's the where we're going, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. And so I will stand against all of these incursion into my life because I have certain rights and they're guaranteed to me through the Constitution and God. God gives them and guarantees. The Constitution is to guarantee the government won't do anything about it. And you know what? They will continue to take and take and take until we all put our differences aside and 
march together and say, you know what? We still hold these things to be self-evident and we're not going away and you're not going to frighten us. Oh, you're going to put us in jail. Don't like it. I don't like it. But if that's what it takes. But that's not going to work unless we all stand together. Start with the pledge. Acts529.com You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. some really disturbing things coming out uh the pandemic eviction moratoriums are expiring now rent payment relief programs end all across the uh country and about 8.5 million people are behind on rent as the end of august that's 3.8 million that say they're somewhat or very likely to be evicted over the next two months where are these 3.8 million people going to go Rents continue to tick up. They're now topping $2,000 a month for the first time on record. Rent is $2,000 a month. That's the average? That's an increase by almost 25%. Evictions are spiking in major cities. In Tampa, Florida, evictions were 52% above average in August. In Houston, they were 90% above average. Minneapolis, St. Paul, 94 above average. And I don't know how you get a house there. I mean, they're burning them down as fast as they can build them, I'm sure. <laughs> also, the average payment for a new vehicle is now $667 a month. That's the average, 667 Jeez. a month. That's up nearly 15% from a year before. The average amount borrowed rose 13%. Used car buyers are also buy, uh, borrowing more. The average used vehicle loan jumped 18.7% to $28,534 with an average monthly payment of 515 That's up 17%. The average new car or truck is now 46,259. I don't know how we're going to keep doing this. And listen, there's a, something that is very, very disturbing, and it is the farmer situation. Farmers are in trouble, and they're only gonna, it's only going to get worse. The FDA, uh, now in the $750 billion um, uh inflation reduction bill they provided money for the usda to give loans i'm sorry give grants to minorities they want to be farmers because equity is our biggest problem right now no no i don't think that's our biggest problem uh fertilizer probably is a big problem uh foreclosure on farms that's probably a big problem water that's a big problem, but I don't think diverse workforce on farming is right there at the top of the list that should get the attention of the United States government. By the way, the EU has just unveiled emergency measures to curb soaring energy prices. Gee, I wonder what those will be. 
They're working on emergency intervention right now. By the way, do we have the cut of the Germans and the faces they were making uh, with Donald Trump at the UN? Look at, watch this. There's the German delegation. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Look at, look at him laugh. Snicker. <laughs> what is this guy talking about? Stop. This this is amazing. But you see the silly music there? You hear that? Yeah. That was showing you how silly, silly the claim was, was from Donald Trump. That was a <laughs> le- liberal website, we should point out, that made that video. And they put the silly music behind it to mock Donald Trump. They're laughing at him in Germany. They laughing now? I don't think they're laughing now. They're laughing now? If they don't change course now, that was two years ago, Mm -hmm. three years ago. If they don't change course now, they're going to have serious energy problems and be beholden to Russia. They're not laughing now. Our uh, friend Carol Roth, who comes on the show a lot to talk about the economy, had just tweeted this story. This is uh, uh, my mum... You can tell where this comes from. My mom owns a small cafe. Her electricity bill has just jumped from $12,000 a year, so 1000 bucks a month, to $64,000 a year. Oh my gosh. She's working out her options, but more than likely she will be forced to close. This is happening all over the it's continent. Ten, in, in England, energy prices are going up tenfold. Tenfold by October. Tenfold. People are not going to be able to afford this. No. And why? Why is this happening? You know why this is happening. Because the ice is melting. Because we're in this uh, existential threat. No, it's not why it's happening. It's because people want to get more power and more money. That's really all this is about. By the way, listen to this story. A massive ice sheet in Greece and Greenland is set to uh, raise global sea levels by nearly a foot by the end of this century in a melting event driven by human caused climate change. The findings in the journal, uh, the journal Nature Climate Change, show that 3.3 percent of Greenland's ice sheet will melt. That's uh, 110 metric tons of ice. Um, sorry, 110 trillion metric tons of ice. The ice loss will prompt about 10 inches of sea level rise between now and 2100. You know what? I'm going to take this seriously. When Obama sells his house uh, on the island, when all of the liberals move out of Malibu, when they all sell their their homes, which are going to be completely destroyed. And we should get off because we're destroying the natural habitat. We're destroying the beaches. We're destroying all of that. When they start selling their house, then I'll believe it's serious. Or at least I'll believe they're serious about it. But right now, I don't think they're serious about it. And I don't think it's serious. Well, prove me wrong. Start moving out of those areas. Start moving to higher ground. No, second thought, don't, because I don't want you anywhere near the mountains. Oh, my goodness. Let me go to Connie in North Carolina. Hello, Connie. Hi. How are things? How are you? Very good. Uh, Everything's great. Thank you. Good. I have a comment that I would like to make. Um, I have been helping candidates um, through a campaign consulting firm, and 
as a voter now, I've kind of observed a couple of habits that are taking place. Our grassroots candidates um, that are running for Republican, they're being stomped out by, you know, the establishment no. uh, in different areas. Yep, yes, yep I know. You know. So so I have another candidate in Connecticut that they snubbed her out, uh, a great conservative. And so we're like, okay, well, we're going to start looking at the independent party. And she was up to get the uh, endorsement on Sunday. But then what happened? Another Republican candidate uh, came in and on the local level, because it's a local race, um, he got the endorsement for the independent and the Republican. So the GOP is basically bullying themselves into these uh, other parties, which now I am looking at very actively, what are the other parties in North Carolina? Because all I'm ever told is, oh, you can't change parties. You're bad. You're evil. It must be for the greater good. Well, guess what? I don't believe in the greater good. I believe in truth. And if that means losing, then that's what you do. But the people are losing because these candidates aren't being placed on the ballot for the uh, people to even know about. They're being pushed out. So what I'm doing now is I'm just doing research in North Carolina just as a voter um, and trying to find out what's going on, but I, I am going to keep doing that and right. decide. Well, Connie, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Um, I do believe that this is the, the possible last midterm election we will have. The, the uh, country is on the line. And um, I do believe at this point, uh, and remember, I, I, I've never said this before. I wasn't this way in 2016. Um, but I do believe that uh, if we don't all hang together, we will hang separately. Uh, and uh, I agree with you. I've seen the Republican Party do some awful things. Um, but the most effective thing we can do is do our best to get that party to come back our way. It may not be. Uh, it may not be possible. I, I, I would be for disbanding the Republican Party and starting from scratch. I think the leadership of the Republican Party is the biggest problem. Mitch McConnell and I think Kevin McCarthy. I, I don't trust him a bit uh, to do the right thing. Um, you know, he's he's part of the problem. I think a lot of people I know like him. I don't. Um, but I will tell you this. Don't give up. And I'm not trying to convince your mind uh, or to convince you to go the other way, Connie. You do what you feel is right. But just hear me out. That's the way we all felt at the end of the Tea Party. Um, they they came in uh, and uh, uh, took over the Tea Party and did everything they could to destroy it. And they weren't serious. But the few people that we did get in made a huge difference. And it was the Tea Party that set up uh, everything that you're seeing now in the Supreme Court. And that's not me saying that. That's the New York Times saying that. Connie, thank you so much for your phone call. Um, I understand your frustration. Tammy, 
California. Welcome. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Very good. Good. I have a question. Yeah. When I hear Nancy Pelosi or uh, Karine Jean-Pierre say our Constitution is under attack, I feel that they have attacked our Constitution. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's the same Constitution that's hanging on my wall. Yeah. It was written in 1776. It's like a 2020. 20. Uh, yeah, well, it's not. The, it's it's the first of all, the Constitution, uh, 1789 um, and Bill of Rights, 1791. Um, but I, I'll tell you, they don't believe in the Declaration of Independence, which was 1776, and they don't care about the Constitution. It's it, all of that stuff is hyperbole. All of that stuff is just to image themselves as Americans. Um, they don't care about the Constitution. We must. We must. Na, 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 na.